I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Welcome to Scam Hi, Wow. Welcome to Scam Wow. I'm Sue Smith. I'm Caitlin Brodnick. And, and we, we love, love scams. Uh, Big guys, scams, little scams. All the scams. Scams that your mother did for you to get you to eat your vegetables. Scams that your father did on people, yeah. on maybe your mom to get him to marry you. You know Her. what? But it's a good story. It's it is a scam. A good story. She probably hated every moment of it, but you know what? Then they got married. Yeah, my dad uh, got deported from Canada. No, my mom. for your mom. He, I mean, okay. So my dad was working in a tire factory in Toronto, I think. Okay. Um, and he met my mom in Toronto, and then because my mom's Canadian and her family's Canadian, and then he got deported because he wasn't supposed to be working because it was another country. So is he American? He's American. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so he got deported and then my mom came to the U.S. and I realized just recently that they got married so that she could get a green card, which I didn't really realize. They got married after just three months of knowing each other and it was bad. Yeah. That's a rough place. (laughs) Not a good. That's a rough place to start. Yeah. But 
it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And I also, in my mind, I would think if somebody, I would totally marry a boyfriend or girlfriend for a green card. <laughs> like to me also, that doesn't sound that terrible. Yeah. It probably is. I think, I think about really the, intense. the monetary value of a green card. Yeah. <laughs> I would do it for several thousand dollars for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Why not? Dual citizenship. Mm. I think there's something, if you have an, um, a grandparent that is from certain countries, you can get dual citizenship. I'm trying to get my Canadian one. Oh, get it. I'm really trying. Oh my God, get it. We are so screwed. Yes, get yeah. it. Yeah. My grandmother is British, so oh. I never went after it, but I was like, I could probably get a dual citizenship and get the hell out of here too. Get that sweet EU passport, baby. I know. And then I could, mm. do I, can I grandfather in my kid? Yeah. I just want him to have the freedom to escape. <laughs> no, we all need an we escape We all need route. an escape <laughs> in these times. It's the most important. Uh, the most important. Um, how was your week in scams? My week in scams. So recording this podcast, I've realized like how many scams I have pulled because mm. we'll be talking about scams and I'm like, oh, I did that. Mm. And I'm afraid I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I always thought of myself as a nice person. No, no, no. But I scammed a lot. Not not scammed with malicious intent, just like I, my mom always called me scrappy. Like out of all of her kids, she's like, Kate, I could put you anywhere in the world and you'd figure it out. Yeah. And at first I, at first I was like very sensitive to the fact that my mom would worry about my other siblings. Or at first I thought, you know, she didn't really, why, why isn't she caring? And then she explained to me like, you're scrappy. You, you'll figure it out. And I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I was very proud when she said that. Yeah. So I think I just have scrap, scraped by. I scrapped by. I scrapped Wait, by. how long have you lived in New York? I think 12 years. Okay, yeah. So I've been here so long and I feel like I'm going to be, when I move to LA, I'm going to be like a fish out of water, yes. you know, because I've just been in this weird foreign country for so long. I'm not even a person. Like yes. all I wear is black. I, <laughs> I know. I'm going to like unthaw. And you you're going to be incredibly exotic too. Oh, you're going to be there you. in all black and they're going to be like, who is this like fast talking New Yorker who's oh. pushed her way past me <laughs> in <Yes>. Target? <laughs> no, I hope that I like lose that. I no, you know. will. Ugh. Oh my God. Are you getting really excited? No, I'm no. getting uh, stressed out and a little sick. Like ill? Yeah. A stomach sick or like a sinus like a infection? Sinus-y. Yeah. 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 Oh, I get it. I've I been there. It. I have a gig this week where I'm going to Chicago to do a speaking gig and it makes me so tense. Even though I've done the really? same. Mm-hmm, I've done the same speech. I'm very confident in it. I yeah. can. I'm relaxed about setting everything up before and after and I have total faith that it'll go well and I'll provide what the company needs and it's I know what they need and I know I know what to provide in the speaking gig but leading up to it I am so incredibly tense is it the logistics of traveling it's a little bit the logistics we're flying I, I don't know why I did this myself I thought it was a great idea we're flying for the first time with my eight-month-old son oh. <laughs> for a speaking gig that is like a very big gig one yeah. of the bigger ones I've had and but, you know, he's going to Chicago. We're going to see our friends from Chicago we haven't seen and who haven't met him yet. And so we're excited. It's going to be like a, a big family trip. But on that, I am completely focused and a little bit obsessed with this gig I have to do. With the gig itself or the logistics, though? The gig the, itself. Really? Like I just, there's that thing of people are paying you to do a keynote speech. And even though my speeches 
they all sort of overlap. I focus them a little bit more as to what the company wants. Yeah. So I can do the general message of self-care, standing up against the establishment, you know, being a strong, powerful woman. But then I focus on um, specific breast cancer prevention or specifically like your genetic makeup and talking about genetic counselors or how to um, like rally for your rally for yourself is that what it's called or like um, advocate advocate for yourself against doctors who are you know telling you to do something else so there's always an, a way I can focus it which will really help them so I'm just always nervous about that small detail and I just I want them to like me it just yeah. comes down to like I really think like me. I think you were born to be like a motivational speaker <laughs> you're perfect I love for it. that it yeah. feels so fun yeah thank you but it feels yeah. really really fun to just go in and it's basically the same thing I would say to a friend over coffee. So it's very like comforting and easy in that way. Mm-hmm. But I am an overshare. Like I'll just like talk about, <laughs> I'll just like let it all out. And then people are like, wow, you're so open and honest. And I'm like, well, I have some time to kill. So I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> if you do. give me 45 minutes, you're going to hear it all. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I can't help. Exactly. But I'm excited for, so you're going there to LA. Yes. And you're going to be there for how many months before your group comes back out with you? Um, Probably, I don't know, one month or six weeks. Great. Yeah. I see. I'm like, that's so luxurious to me right now. <laughs> really? <laughs> Coming from a place with babies and dogs and life and a crappy apartment that's bathroom ceiling is crumbling. Um, I, it sounds so nice to just have 100% undivided attention for yourself and and space. Like you have so much space yeah. for and yourself. and sunshine and sunshine. Mm-hmm. I think New York is a scam. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one big scam. It yeah. scams you into thinking that it's the best city and there's nowhere else. And yeah. that's what it does to you. I know. <laughs> that's why I'm going to live here forever. This scam is called the Affair of the Diamond Necklace. It was an Ooh. incident in 1785 at the court of King Louis the XVI. X16. 16 of France involving his wife, Marie Antoinette. Ah! Okay, so I love this because, okay, so to set up the scene, Marie Antoinette is already hated by everyone because it's the beginning. This is right before the French Revolution. Is she let them eat cake? Is that her? She's let them eat cake. And that she apparently actually didn't really say that, but she was quoted as saying that and then people just ran with it. So she was very extravagant. If you've seen any of the Marie Antoinette movies by Sofia Coppola, <laughs> um, and I have, yes. clearly Marie Antoinette was just very unhappy. Kristen Dunst was just very unhappy. This reminds <laughs> me of Sofia Coppola film called The Bling Ring. Ooh. Ooh. Scams? It's, it's about stealing jewelry. I love it. Okay. So basically what happened is Jeanne de Saint-Rémy de Voila. Voyage? Guys, I'm dyslexic, you, okay? Just Google it yourself. How do you spell it? V-O-L-V-A-L-O-I-S. Valet? Valet Saint-Rémy. Okay. Cool. Also known as Jeanne de la Motte. So she was, she basically had this plan. She sure. was obsessed with Marie Antoinette. And so apparently at that time, if you could get dressed up, be in regular clothes and sort of like walk around the grounds to around the French court. Okay. And she constantly wanted to check in and be connected with Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette was like, no, thanks, bitch. Like, I'm not interested. Yeah. She had like a shady past and Marie Antoinette knew about it and just wasn't into it. So she was like a fangirl. A huge fangirl. Okay. Yes. So she got married to this other wealthy man. And was she a sex worker? Or she was just like, had some fun. Mm, 
I mean, a, that's her, it's her I haven't business. Read that part you know yet. what I mean? Like whatever she wants to do is fine. And yeah. I'm not judging it. Yeah, no, no, no. I haven't read that part yet. Okay. But I think it was like something like unscrupulous uh, uh, or whatever that mm-hmm. word is. Um, so she was married to a man and they were not happy. And um, so that she had other extramarital affairs, but he did it, it didn't matter. So basically there was this gorgeous necklace that this woman, Jeanne, wanted. And the and Marie Antoinette and her husband were the only ones who could actually afford it. It was so expensive. It was a very elaborate necklace. You can look at it online. It's gorgeous. Um, filled with diamonds. It was just so expensive. And Marie Antoinette also at that time just didn't, I don't think she wanted the publicity again. Like things were pretty much against her. She didn't want to yeah, then get this. it's going to be a bad look if she buys this huge diamond. Right. Okay. So that, so but this woman, Jeanne, created basically a plan. And she said to this jeweler, oh, no, 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 believe me. Like I'm connected with Marie Antoinette. Like I'm like her like confidant. We do things on the DL. Like you, you give it to me and yeah. then we'll pay. And got it, procured it under the pretense that Marie Antoinette wanted it. That's kind of badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then her husband sold all of the diamonds. <gasps> yeah. Um, there was, she worked with, there was also a prostitute that was involved that um, was arrested because, oh, it was a male gigolo was um, Jeanne's lover. And he confessed that he had handwritten letters in the queen's name. So he was a, would forge things in the queen's name. I mean, it, they went into legitimacy mm-hmm. to explain that, um, Marie Antoinette wanted this. But they were just like fangirls without any real connection to that. Yeah. Okay. Nothing really. Cool. And so, so basically it was, it was true that she was at fault. They figured out that it was a fault. I mean, they tried to sell the diamonds. It was like this big, huge hoopla. But because of this, they blame, they still, everyone blamed Marie Antoinette, even though she wasn't involved in it at all. And they said that this was one of the huge impetuses for starting the French Revolution. Why? And it was just adding to the fact that everybody hated her. Everybody was so mad at her. Yeah. Now, Jeanne got exiled. Um, she escaped. She took refuge in London. And eventually, she died there. She she published a memoir all about it where she, again, accused the queen, who was completely not at fault. Um, but it really started to create everybody even more getting against Marie Antoinette. And then... It led to the French Revolution as as far as like as well as other things. But yeah, Marie Antoinette just out here trying to live her life. Her live her rich life well, with her like macarons. wear some gowns, yes. you know? And then she got all these people trying to like sell diamonds, steal diamonds. Steal diamonds. Yeah. And Ugh. so being and, a queen or whatever she rough. was is a burden. <laughs> I'm telling you that. So basically, yeah, it just added more to the gossip. And yeah. that was something that just like fueled everyone to be like, no, fuck the monarchy, which, yeah, fuck the monarchy. Yeah, like totally. you shouldn't be starving in the streets and it's fine. But this was a historic scandal because it was one of the huge, just another like chip at how terrible the monarchy was. Got it. Um, yeah, because Marie Antoinette refused to accept it. It was a huge Wait, refuse to accept. Why did people get mad though? So like they, she stole the diamond mm. and said, said, oh, Marie Antoinette's going to pay you for this. So everything was signed. So according to, she, so Jeanne pretended to be the queen and used her gigolo to forge letters and sent okay. several letters to the cardinal including in order to buy the necklace. They okay. were all signed Marie Antoinette of France. Got it. 
So, so it says here in Wikipedia, the Cardinal either did not know or did not remember that the French queen signed with their given names only. Mm. So it was even signed incorrectly. Um, yeah, it was incorrect. And so then, sorry, pause. I wish I, wish I could just go to my jeweler and be like, here's a letter from my mom, mm-hmm. buy me this. So uh, Jeanne's husband secretly took the necklace to London where it was broken up and sold into individual diamonds separately. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Diamonds are good. Ah, uh, oh, diamonds. Okay, wait. There is this. So I'm listening to other podcasts as well, and there's this new company that is making chemically based. I've diamonds. heard that ad. Yeah, and I want those because they're not blood diamonds. <laughs> I want them but all. It's like, do I just want a piece of plastic? I mean, if it's like chemically made, like, is it really? I don't know. It's so interesting. I want all the diamonds. I don't. Care. I do. I do yeah. want all of the diamonds. Um. Yeah. So I think which are also a scam because they're not really that valuable. They're only that valuable because we want them. We say it. Is. Yeah. 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 I have a love for diamonds because my Bobby and Poppy were huge. My Poppy, so Yiddish, my family was Yiddish for grandpa, was friends with a jeweler. And so they had in amazing jewelry, huge diamonds. Did you get it? Yes. Nice. <laughs> I got my Bobby's jewelry. And she, and so it was just so, in my family, it was just so coveted. It was so adored. And, you know, I mean, they were struggling. Like my Poppy had a bar. He worked two jobs. Like he'd work the night shift and then wake up and then work and like sell door to door gum salesmen, like chiclet gum. <laughs> and like my Bobby had three kids and they just like, they were of like regular means, yeah. just trying to do the best I can. Family of like immigrants fleeing Russia, like rough times. Um, and so to them, diamonds were so special. Mm-hmm. And, so then growing up, like hearing how special it was to them, then that, you know, those, it was really those pieces, like other diamonds, new diamonds. Yes, of course I love diamonds, but yeah. it was those, her pieces of jewelry yeah. that meant so much to me. Yeah. I got some stuff from my grandma that I'm like, yes, it's amazing. Cause it's stuff that I saw her wear all the time. Yeah. You know, it just makes me think of her. I know. Well, I actually went to a jeweler and he said that my, my grandmother's setting is kind of falling apart because she used to have one of those diamond rings that then had a setting around it. It was like a three, it was like two. Pr- yep. It was like a combo and it hit it so many times because she wore it all the time that he said it was actually thinning hmm. the platinum. And I was like, you're going to make me buy a setting. You're going to scam me. <laughs> I have this jeweler. This is, I have this jeweler every, I like like small dainty things. Yes, I love it. And them. she, every time I talked to her, <laughs> I was like, I want very small diamond studs for $200. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, I've never made them this small. I mean, maybe like for babies. <laughs> she always like puts me down for how small I want my jewelry. Does she wear huge jewels? Like, do you no. see her rocking thing? No, but she did make Mariah Carey's most recent diamond engagement ring. Really? Yeah, she's a friend of uh, Anna Caligari's. Oh, well, could you say to her, like, it's for a friend's baby next time? <laughs> a friend's baby's nose Just ring. to get her off my <laughs> yeah. bag. Just, like, stop the so pressure. So she can stop diamond shaming yeah. me. It's a friend's baby. She's a size six. It's a fat baby. She's fat. <laughs> like, she's got these big old earlobes. Yeah. Yeah. Huge name. Huge hands. <laughs> Huge hands. Yeah, so that's the diamond necklace. And you can read more of all of this on Wikipedia. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. 
With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave, with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleepwave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. So this game that I picked is called Nexium. Have you heard of this? Yes, but I don't know where. It's a cult. Um, okay. <laughs> I thought it was a hair product. <laughs> That's Nexus. Okay. <laughs> but close. Yeah, close. <laughs> Nexium is spelled N-X-I-V-M, mm-hmm. of course, because it's like, why have a, a vowel? Why have an mm-hmm, appropriate mm-hmm, vowel, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so it, it became a, it started as a, like a motivational speaker empowerment your job no 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 motivational classes not like mm-hmm. self improvement empowerment betterment this kind of thing um but is it, this with the girl from smallville yes <laughs> okay i'm so into this okay okay okay, okay. with allison mack okay yeah so this guy who started it is called keith ranieri mm-hmm. he is a psychopath um cool. And a sociopath. He just is one of these people that thinks he's very smart and, you know, mm-hmm. is a genius and people look up to him because he's a white guy. And yeah, I was just going to say, he's white. He's white. <laughs> Obviously, he's <Icky>. white. <laughs> um, and he seems like an English professor. This is his okay. vibe. Okay. Okay. So he gets out of college. You know, he gets, I think he gets some advanced degrees in Rochester. Um, he gets into Amway first. What's Amway? Amway is a multi-level marketing Um it was kind of like an Avon where it's like a door-to-door sales kind of thing. Okay. Um, but for like household products. 
Okay. Um, Not the knives one. That's Cutco. Okay. So this is just general household products. Yes. But it is door-to-door, like I, Cutco. It, it, yeah, similar. Okay. okay. Um, but Amway is a multi-level, full-on multi-level marketing, has nothing to do with like bettering yourself or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he leaves Amway and then starts his own thing called Executive Success Programs in 1998 with this woman named Nancy Salzman, um, which I'm very suspicious of anything with a broad executive like a broad term like that mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. anytime that something's not telling you what they're doing like mm-hmm. executive success i'm like you're yeah sketchy. it's just two weird adjectives yeah very sketchy um and it's very like i think it's a very kind of oh, the pug's pod, very podcast. upset the podcast pug is not liking this scheme i know he is not we have growls okay so i'm just gonna read uh a description of it because it's so like I'm into it nebulous mm-hmm. I'm going to read a s- description of it we'll from- see if we can get a handle on it we probably can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't it's hard to get your hand you know? around it's a it's a sex call it's not, okay it's a sex call yeah it gets it goes into sex okay <gasps> so gross Nexium is a community guided by humanitarian principles this is from their website that seek to empower people and answer important questions about what it means to be a human the Nexium philosophy is expressed through a series of companies and initiatives, all of which are designed to broaden the way we currently think about problems and to create solutions of a kinder, more sustainable, ethical world. Like, shut up. Yeah, With unique tools that facilitate success, both internally and externally, Nexium helps people realize the potential that exists within them. What does that mean? What does any of yeah, that mean? Yeah, that could be like... To realize that you're a fortune teller or to realize that you're good at math or like it could be any. It's so generic. Yeah, so generic. And it's so like so the way that there isn't a lot out there on like how it's pyramid scheming, but it does get that way. Um, So he was so he created this first cult. Is that over? Or no, this the, first company with his that woman. Yeah, Amway is over. Nexium Executive Sub- Success Program is a branch of Nexium. So Nexium is like the big guy, and then there's Executive Success Programs, and then there's Jeunesse, which is the women's program, and then there's some protector one, which is the men's program. So he created Nexium. Yeah. So he learned from Amway. Whatever he went with this woman. Is she with him at Nexium? Yes, but then she breaks away from him because he's okay. a. A fucking weird fraud. Okay, so then he starts next him, and they have different branches, men, women, general. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's one for children as well. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's called, like, Children Universal or That's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, so, and it's kind of like Landmark Forum. I don't know if you've ever heard don't of that. that is. So they used to have, like, um, these brochures on the, on the street, like, mm-hmm. in one of those boxes, yeah. you know, where you pull down the handle and you get a newsprint brochure and yeah. you take all these classes and self-improvement. And it's just classes and classes and classes on a road to nowhere. Okay. A, you know, like, because you can always work on improving yourself. Yes. So I read one article on Refinery29, which uh, someone was in their, like, higher education university, it's called, which is $5,000 a month. And it's not Nexium. This is a different thing. This is a part of Nexium. Okay. Because Nexium has all these like little sub parts, right? Okay. So it was like executive university or something or higher. Okay. Higher university. And they cost money. They're not just group meetups. They're just not. No. And so, and then they have retreats and the retreats cost up to like 10 grand and they're in with the... Uh, president of Mexico's daughter. <laughs> okay. Who's like in it. So they have all this property in Mexico, but they're headquartered upstate, like near Albany. Um, it's 
so hard to explain because this isn't linear at all mm-hmm. and there isn't a lot that's known about it. So their websites and stuff are still up. Um, but they just recently got in trouble, right? They just recently got in trouble. Um, so I think the way that he manipulates people is similar to Scientology where you confess all your secrets. Yeah. And then he has that, you yeah, know? Yeah, he has something on you. And then you have to send him black, like blackmail stuff to hold right. yourself accountable so that you'll do the set do the goals that you set for yourself and all this stuff. Right. So he's just gathering more and more like garbage on people to mm-hmm. freak them out so that then they are like his little personal slaves. Yeah, exactly. And like um so then they can't leave because he will blackmail them. Mm-hmm. So, which I think is extortion. Um so all these people get involved. Um and Isn't there a branch in Brooklyn? No, they are in the jail in Brooklyn. Okay, because I thought they were like, I thought that, so I, what I read, I read like a very quick thing a while ago that they were like these really young, cool, funky Brooklyn girls that are involved in it and they get each other and they um, bring bring each other into classes and they try to better each other. And then it turns out it's a part of this very creepy scheme. I think that's what it is. Um, it doesn't seem that cool. It seems a little cool. Yeah. So like <laughs> the people involved, it says Richard Branson, um, oh. Allison Mack, Linda Evans, um, and then, but Richard Branson later denies it. And then, but, um, the big people involved that are like bankrolling this thing are Claire and Sarah Bronfman, mm-hmm. who are, um, the daughters of Edgar Bronfman, who is the Seagram's fortune guy. So they're oh. so wealthy. And Hannah Bronfman, who is like a social media influencer. Okay. She's gorgeous. She's like a fitness influencer, but like Claire and Sarah are like bankrolling this whole thing, paying all the legal fees and buying tons and tons of real estate for him. Still? I don't know. Still, Claire was arrested for um, trafficking or for wire fraud, I believe. So, okay. So what happens is um, DOS, the women's part, which stands for like Dominus Obsequious or some bullshit. I hate know, I Mm -hmm. hate when people are like so pretentious like that. I know. Okay, so there's this DOS ceremony where there's all these women who, um, and and you have to get branded, right? There's all all these women there and you have to get branded and there's a ceremony and it's a ritual. And this girl, Sarah Edmondson, goes in and she's like been the voice who's speaking out against Nexium, And she's been the most vocal and um, just telling her story. And she told her story in the New York Times. So you go in. And then she was like, I don't know. They said they told her she was going to get a tattoo. And she was like, I don't want a tattoo. She was like, I don't want anything on my body. And then they convinced her to do it. And they were like, no, 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 just do it. Just, you know, push through the pain. Make yourself push through the pain. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And 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 um, it's mind over matter, that kind of thing. And then she gets this branding and she realizes and it's like right kind of uh, like by her vagina, like above her pubic bone. Um, and she realizes that it's Keith's initials and Allison's initials. So Keith Ranieri and Allison Mack's initials <gasps> on her body, which she doesn't realize until later. And right. it's like branding like with a laser in somebody's house. And she says the pain is just completely unbearable and completely yeah. crazy. So after that, that's when Keith Ranieri and Allison Mack get arrested when she goes public with her story. Okay, good. So she decides to leave the cult. And this is from... um there's a very good CBC podcast called Ex- Escaping Nexium, where she tells her story in six parts. So good. So she um, 
tells her husband when she realizes it's their initials, she tells her husband, she was like, I think I have their initials. And they both get so mad and they get upset. And then she decides to publicly leave. And she's afraid to tell her story because they have all this collateral on her right. over like her like naked pictures or whatever. Of course. So she's super afraid. So she goes to the New York Times, though. Great. She like stands up and, and speaks out and goes to the New York Times and like tells this whole story about what's going on. And then the FBI charges uh, Keith Raniere with sex trafficking, um, I believe, like wire fraud, all this kind of stuff. So then he was being held in Brooklyn. Um, I think he's still being held, but Allison Mack is out on bail in California living with her parents. Ugh. Yeah. And so so there is, so when you said it was like a sex cult, so there is sex trafficking involved in this. I'm not clear what that means. I think because I read a little bit and I could be wrong and I'm sure there is a reader I mean a listener who knows what's going on so mm -hmm. please call us we have yeah. we'll have the phone at the end but um I believe that they was also a cult that provided parties for rich men so like the Richard Branson's like like these like um, money men that you would come and these women would then who were a part of the cult would then perform sex acts or be sort of there for hire for these men so it's hard to source the material because there aren't that many people speaking out. So mm -hmm. Sarah Edmondson, this lady from the podcast, is the only one that's being super vocal about her story. Mm -hmm. um, so it's hard to say for the sex trafficking. I know that this guy, Keith, had multiple partners and that was like his thing. Is, mm -hmm. And he coerced people because he called himself, I don't know, the prefect or the god or he had some kind of name where he was like the almighty like cult leader or whatever. Right. So like he would try to get all these all these girls would sleep with him and he made it known that he had multiple partners, but I don't know about coercion and I don't know. Well, and then I know that Alex was with him too. Like he had her then be his proxy and bring other girls in. Yeah. Al Allison Mack. Allison not, Mack. Not Alex. Alex Mack. The, from the 90s girl who melts into, into liquid. a puddle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who I love. She was recruiting people into this thing, DOS, the women's okay. cult. She was record recruiting people into that. And there's this taped conversation where um, Sarah is talking to a woman uh, and she was like, does Keith know about everything that's going on in DOS? And she's very vague. The woman she's talking to is very vague about it, but it sounds like he does know what's going on. And yeah. it is a way for him to um, like puppet master all the women within the cult as well. Right. So it's very strange. And it's very nebulous. You know what yes. I mean? Like, you think you're working on yourself. You're, like, paying all this money to become a better person. You right. know what I mean? And then, like, you wake up, like, it sounds like with Sarah, she was an actor. And she wanted to, like, mm -hmm. she wanted to, like, get better at her craft and see what's, like, blocking her from success. And, like, I relate to that, you know? For sure. So she's, like, paying this money to work on herself. And then she wakes up in, like, five years. She's like, oh, fuck, I'm in a cult. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, for sure. you go down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. So, <sighs> and it's also, I mean, they, it's very much preying on people. Like, everybody wants to better themselves. That's why yeah. Oprah's so successful. That's why people, you know, have therapists, everything. Like, everybody wants to get better and be better. And then there are people that completely prey on that. They're like, oh, you want to be better? I'll show you how to do it and it'll be to my benefit and I'll mm -hmm. take your money. And when you have a sociopath who's convinced that they know the way, yeah, then, they are also, there's this thing with like sociopaths that there there's this confidence of they're mm -hmm. like, well, of course I have the answer. And when you're looking for something, when somebody so calmly explains to you, they know the answer and it's worked for them. 
it's the most comforting thing, thing you can find. It's so it's so nice when someone's like, yeah, it's going to be okay. Oh, I know I got how. You. Yeah. 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 And also, like, speaking from an actress, like, if somebody like Alison Mack, who's not been in anything since Smallville. 2011. But she, yeah, but yeah. she could clearly come and be like, look, I'm a Hollywood actress. I get Hollywood. If you're trying to get into Hollywood, if you're nervous about, yeah. like me, nervous about moving to LA, nervous about making changes, I would completely be susceptible to that, at least to a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, then when it comes to the branding thing, that's like so scary and creepy. Um, but but the But the group really... The group mind is so powerful. Like when you have 15 other people staring at you and being like, you're crazy. We all agree. That is so overwhelming to a person because, and especially women, we are raised with so much. It is, it is like, it's looked upon proudly to have a little bit of Mm self-doubt, be accommodating, Mm -hmm. um, not be an egocentric person, see how you can be better. how, How can you make the the group more comfortable, yeah. sort of be this, um, it, I don't want, it's not socialite, but sort of be like a hostess, mm-hmm. an emotional hostess to mm-hmm. other people. No, definitely. And so you were, we're raised to do that because you don't want the girl who's the obnoxious girl who thinks she's right and just plows through everything. Yeah. we do, That's looked down upon. Yeah. So there's a very good article from Vanity Fair in I think 2011 called The Heiresses and the Cult and it's about the Bronfman sisters. And they're very smart, like very yeah. educated people. Like it's not that dumb people join cults. No no, 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 no. They're very smart. And I feel like sometimes it's very smart people with a lot of money and there's not that much to do. Yeah. And I think in life, even though I hate struggling, we need a struggle. Like a struggle really keeps you honest. It keeps you going. It keeps you motivated. It keeps you angry in a little bit. You need a purpose. Yes. And so when you have many things taken away that like, I wish I was a millionaire. I wish I had, I was the most beautiful person in the world. I had the easiest thing. I was the smartest person. But then when you have all of those obstacles taken away, there is this restlessness. Yeah. And you could very easily join join a cult, join something. Or there's, I think there's also something about like, I'm like therapizing them, but like there's also something about having so much and feeling like a little bit like you want to have a little bit of a struggle too. Like yeah. I, I know that feeling of like being so entitled, like not entitled, like privilege, privilege, just yeah. having so much and then going like, well, I want to be, I want to have that struggle that I see everybody else having. Yeah. So you want to work on something. You want to work on yourself. Yeah. I, I, not that this is the same struggle, but I've been watching a lot of teen mom. Yeah. <laughs> and mm. these these teens are so rich from being on that show for 10 years, you know, and they don't really? have anything to do with their lives. So like literally they're just like sitting all around all day. Two of them have t-shirt lines. You know what I mean? So teen mom is now taking where they were. So they're, they're checking just, up on the moms. It's no, not new team moms. No, they've been on this show for 10 years. Like oh, the same team mom. I thought it was like more, I thought they were like accumulating more and more teens. No, no, no. Same team moms for like 10 years. Oh. So, but you see this like kind of like aimlessness in, this, I know. in these people. They like have money they're taking care of, but they don't, they don't have a purpose. Yeah. You know? Well, my husband says he never wants to be super rich. I disagree, but he's <laughs> like, I mean, I want to be rich. Firmly disagree. I do want to be a little aimless, but no, he really believes that having that, having that need and having that push just really helps you go totally absolutely. through life and be better. Yeah. And I, I, I just think that we think of cult people as dumb. And that's yeah, you're right. Not true. Well, there is this idea of like being susceptible to something, or like how could you be duped yeah. by such a dumb, you know, idiots or whatever. But the communal, 
the community mind, like the the hive mind is so powerful. Well, and also, okay, so when Sarah's telling her story of like getting forced to sit down and like lay down and get branded. Oh my God. I feel like. Such a violation. It's such a violation, but I feel like, you know, in other areas, like there are like, I'm in a 12 step program and that always teaches you that you are in the wrong. Like if something is wrong, mm-hmm. find your part in it. And, right. And fix it. And exactly. you know what I mean? So like these women are holding her down and telling her that she just needs to overcome it. And that it's like. It, the pain is wrong. Like the pain is mental. Yeah. And that it's her fault. Yeah. Yeah. I totally relate to that. Me too. Yeah. Oh my God. And also I have that too where if I'm very angry at something or if I'm upset, I do turn it on myself. Totally. And if I'm I'm unhappy with something or something feels unjust, like yes, there's the politics, which is just outrageous. I don't feel that way. But if something of like, I don't like the way I look, or I don't like the way I'm being, or I don't like where my career is, it's totally my fault. Mm-hmm. It's all me. How can I get better? And I'm completely somebody who's susceptible to signing up for like a seven-year gym membership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, just so easily could do that as well. <laughs> for sure. And it's like, it's really hard to know when you're being abused when everyone else around you is experiencing the right. same thing. And then also when you have these leaders, like these very wealthy, beautiful women yeah. who are telling you like, look, this is possible for you. Yeah. Really, they have no idea or concept of how an average person could become like an heiress, but they make this feeling that it it is possible. Yeah. But I will say that is so creepy. And I feel like this is just something this whole story is just going to keep, there's going to be multiple, multiple layers. But also I think when you have something this large and powerful people behind it, a part of it's going to keep going because they firmly believe in it. I don't know. There like has, Scientology keeps going. But there has to be an end point where like Sarah Bronfman runs out of money or something like that, or like where people stop bankrolling them. Okay. I heard an Okay, on this um, Escaping Nexium podcast, I had an interview with Keith Ranieri's lawyer, and the guy was like, who's paying you? And he was like, I don't know. It's a trust. It's a trust in Manhattan. And then the interviewer was like, who owns the trust? And he was like, it it ended up being the Bronfman estate or whatever. Right, because it is technically probably public knowledge. Yeah. But they don't let it out right away. But they got to run out of money. Like this Vanity Fair article said they put millions and millions of dollars but into they this. Are, these are super rich people. Super rich people, yeah. So they might run out of money in 45 years. I mean, it's like that's that's how long it could go. Uh, yes, this is Scam Wow. We love scams. We love them. If you have any like historic scam that you're obsessed with, if something happened in your hometown, if your grandmother was mm. unfortunately scammed, like, message us call us also if there's any like updates or you have any insider information on any of the scams we covered if you want to correct us but in a nice way yeah, in a nice way yeah we are scam fans we are not scam experts yeah don't scam explain us but if you're <laughs> gonna do it in a nice way that's fine we're incredibly sensitive scam fans yes <laughs> uh so you can email us at scamwildpodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. or you can call and leave a voicemail Ooh, for us. We're so fancy. <laughs> oh my God. The number is 347-509-9414. Again, it is 347-509-9414. So again, leave us like a message of your scam stories. Yes. And we'll play it. It'll be we fun. want to hear. We're all a part of this together. Yeah. 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 And we hope and may you not be scammed this week. Yes. I wish that for you. I wish that for you. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now, providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.